I want to read a few verses from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to read about a man by the name of Moses. Heard a lot about Moses and uh, we know quite a bit about him. But what I want to, to focus on, and we're going to back up for just a minute, and we're going to read beginning in the 25th verse. So again, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 25. And listen to this verse. Choosing, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. I want to go back to that very first word, choosing. Now you have to understand and remember, Moses was raised in great wealth. Moses had the best teachers. We might even kind of relate and call to Moses as he was spoiled. He had everything he needed. But what we're going to see this morning about Moses is a relationship. Again, notice the verse. He preferred or he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. I believe that our life is filled full of choices. I don't, I don't have a clue, but ask yourself, how many choices have you already made today? Maybe what you had for breakfast. Maybe if you've got a couple of vehicles in your driveway, you decided, whether well, do we drive this vehicle or that vehicle? Maybe you were trying to decide, do I want to wear the, the navy and the green tie or do I want to wear the blue tie this morning? Maybe you were trying to decide open-toed shoes or clothed toes. And again, you can go through over and over and over and over again. Our life is filled full of choices. But what I want to ask you is, what are the ramifications or the problems if you make the wrong choice about the wrong shoe? Your foot's going to hurt, you're going to get a blister. Maybe the tie is going to clash with the coat. Or maybe, maybe the vehicle's not going to get as good gas mileage. There are repercussions, or you might say consequences for our choices. But folks, may we understand the eternal consequences for choosing the riches of this world over God. There are not just consequences, but we believe there are eternal consequences. And here we see the Hebrew writer tells us, that Moses chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Let's go back and read, if we can, in verse 23. In, the, in, the, in the, what we call the faith chapter of those that had great faith in God, Moses had, occupies more space than any other. Moses was a, a very well-known what he did. By faith, Moses, when he was born, in other words, this is something his parents did, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He said, I'm not talking about who it is that raises me. He said, I'm more important of where my 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 blood kinship is more important to me to be a relationship with God. Folks, you can have a relationship with the world, the riches of the world, or the cares of the world. Or, and I don't want to say or, but more importantly, do we cling to the things of God? So how many people in your life, and I'm not going to ask you if you would, because 
I, I don't want to put you in that situation, but let me ask you something. How many people raised in royalty had the best of everything at their fingertips would walk away from, let me use this word very loosely, everything. You know, the scriptures do teach us that if we're ever going to have a relationship with God, that we have to surrender our all. We have to surrender everything. When you look at Moses and all that he had, that just meant he had more to give up. He is just more than he had. And here we see that, that, that Moses was able to give all of these things up and he gave it up because of his faith in God. Here we see that, that the lure and the riches of the world, they have to be very strong. And might I go ahead and say this morning this, do not underestimate how powerful it is for our world to want to give and to live in luxury. And I'm not saying they see it's not wrong to have a comfortable pair of shoes or uh, maybe a, a jacket that fits. It's not wrong to have those things. What I do want to focus on is, is that Moses had a choice. What are we chasing after? What's important for us? And Moses, we see that, that according to the scriptures, according to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33, it tells us that, that Moses was a man of God. That's what Moses was. Well, we also see in the book of Hebrews chapter 3 and in verse 5, you don't have to turn over and read that, but it tells us that Moses was a servant of God. So Moses was a lot of things, but I want to look at the 33rd chapter of Exodus for just a minute and I'll read you just a small portion of the 33rd chapter in the 11th verse. Said talking about God spoke to Moses as a man speaketh unto his friend. You know what, it's, uh, can you imagine what it's like to have God as a friend? For those of us that are saved, that is exactly what we have. Exodus 33 and 11 says that God talked to Moses and Moses talked to God like they were friends. And you know what, they were. This morning there's a lot of things you can title yourself. There's a lot of things that you can call yourself. But are we a friend of God? In other words, friendship is not worried about what you have. You know, friendship's not like, do you have good toys or do you have fun vehicles that we can go out and ride around in? Friendship is, it's about a relationship, not about material things. So here we see that God begins to speak unto to Moses as if he is a friend. John 15 and 15 tells us this. If I've said that right, John 15. Listen to what he says here in verse 15. Jesus said... Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Jesus teaches us, he said, I can reveal unto you what's important in life. Folks, there's a world out there today that is searching for the fountain of youth. They want to, they're going to search high and they're going to search low because we want to find what it is that makes us want to stay here on this earth longer. And you know what? I want to concede something. I love my life. I love the people in my life. But I'll tell you this. These all pale in comparison to what heaven's going to be like one day. Heaven is awaiting for us, but, but how high do we climb? How low will we go? How far will we travel to find all the riches of the world? 
We encourage people, you've got to do this or you've got to do that or, or we want you to accomplish this or accomplish that. But at the end of the day, Moses said, you know what? I had the best educators. I had all the, the things that you could ever imagine. I was raised in royalty. And he said, thanks, but no thanks. I had rather suffer with the children of God than enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. May we not fall into a trap today that the pleasures of sin is for a season. You know what a season is, don't you? A season is enjoyable, but it changes. We're transitioning from a season of coldness and, 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 and dreary days to now of a sudden life and spring is starting to set in. We're going to season. They transition. I'll tell you this. A relationship with God doesn't transition. It's continually the same. And what I mean by that is, it's not like we're a child of God one day and not a child of God the next. We are one day and not the next, folks. We are always a child of God once we get saved by His grace. And Moses began to tell us in this 25th verse, he said, choosing rather. He made a choice. You can break Moses' life up in his 120 years of his life. You can break it up into 40 years, each one, that God worked inside of those. So, this particular time we're talking about was the second 40 years of his life towards the end of that. Look what he says in the 24th verse. By faith, when he was come to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. Do you know why Moses did not want to be caught up in the riches? Because it's not to imply to anybody that, that material things or that knowledge was wrong. What he was trying to tell him is he had rather identify with the people of God than the things of the world. Folks, isn't that a thought that we can leave with us today? Is it better to identify with the people of God than to identify with the things of the world? And Moses said that. That's what he talks about there in that 24th verse. That, that he believed that of all the treasures that they had in Egypt, he believed that God had something greater than what even Pharaoh himself could give him. Folks, do you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has something he can give you that's better than anything you can get in this life? Let me tell you, I've had some good things in this life. I've experienced some highs in my life, some goods and some milestones, graduations and jobs and, 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 and meeting of people and, and, and getting married. And I've had a lot of highs in life, but I want you to know something today. None of those compare to having a relationship with God. We look at the things of the world and they're attractive. You've heard me talk about how easy that the world dangles so many things in front of us to, the, to lure us into those things. And Moses said, I had those things, he said, but I chose he said, I chose choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Here Moses talks about how that it's more important for him to do the things of God and to associate with the people of God than it is to try to get caught up in all the worldly things. Let's go ahead and read. I hadn't read the 26th verse. Talked about this a little bit. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Now, let, let's, let's study this for just a second. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. He said that word actually means, let's, let's balance these two things out. Or for you and I this morning, let's do it like this. Let's compare the two. 
What are the two things that Moses is going to compare? The reproach of Christ's greater riches, that's on one side. Christ, he's already told you the outcome before he did. But let's weigh Christ's riches rather than, he said, the treasures in Egypt. Riches versus treasures. Man, we could probably discuss that for quite a while this morning just in that. But here he talks about how that, that what God gives, gives us is riches. Treasures, you know what treasures are? Treasures are things that can be stolen. Riches is kind of a status. Treasures are things that you have. Folks, I had rather have a status with God, being a child of God, than I would any treasure in the world. Why? Because treasures can be stolen. Treasures can be broken. Treasures can be wrecked. Treasures can be de defrauded. Whatever you want to look at, those are treasures. Riches is a status. It's a relationship. You know what this morning? I had rather have a relationship with God than I would to have the treasures of the world. And that's what he talks about here that I esteem or esteeming, he said, the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in riches. He said, I've weighed it out the pros and the cons. I have no problem asking you to do this or telling you to do this. I want you to stop in your life and I want you to think about all the things that you have. All the things that we have. Think about then the things that God has given you. Folks, there's some things that not even the, the, the greatest in the world can have. And Moses said, I didn't have this when I was in Egypt. I didn't have this when I was under uh, the rule or the reign of Pharaoh. He said, these are things that only God's people have. Do you believe that there's something that God's people have that worldly people don't have? Folks, we all ought to say amen to that. For only the children of God know what it's like to have a relationship with God. Not everybody understands that. Well, I'm a religious preacher. I go to church. I read the Bible. But I'm asking you a deeper question this morning. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? I know about Abraham Lincoln. But I never met the man. And I can almost assure you Abraham Lincoln didn't have a clue who Scott Carter was. But I can tell you this about Jesus. I know him. And I believe he knows me by name. He knows where I am. He knows what I'm doing. He knows where I go. He knows when I go. He knows how I do it and why I do it. He knows all of these things. Why? Because he's my friend. How do I know that about him? Because I am friends with him and he is with me. And Moses, of all the things he can be, quote, accused of or all the things that he be titled, he was titled a friend of God. Aren't you glad today that we can have that relationship and we can say, God, I'm not worried about the cares of the world. I'm more concerned about that relationship with you. And he talks about how he's steaming. He talks about how that I'm going to weigh all of these things out. Royalty. Riches, godliness. The world's going to say, that's a no-brainer. Man, look at all that you can have. If you've got royalty, you've got the best education, you've got the smartest people, you've got everything at your fingertips, why would you ever want out of that? He said, because I had preferred to have a relationship with God than all these other things. What's the most important thing to you and to me? I guess that's a personal question, but... Um, he wasn't just esteeming them, but I believe according to that 25th verse, I believe that he was choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. In other words, these things that were going to kind of pass for just a little bit, he said they were changing. But Moses exactly did make a choice. 
Choosing rather to suffer affliction. I don't know many of us that if we were to be given a choice, pain, pain-free, pain, pain-free, which route or which path would we go? Our natural instinct's always going to say, I want to go down the path that's pain-free. Be careful what we choose, or more importantly, why we choose that. Moses said, I could have gone the pain-free route. He said, I could have chose rather to stay with, with the riches and all these other things. He said, I could have chose to do that. He said, but rather, he said, choosing, choosing rather to suffer affliction. Many people will choose to do the right thing as long as there's no pain involved in that. So this morning, you've got to describe, what do you describe or define as pain? What's your definition of pain? Can you see pain? No. But you feel it. You see, when you notice here what, what, what Moses is talking about, he's talking about, I had rather feel God and I had rather feel what God is doing than I would to be able to hear all the things of the world. Folks, let me tell you, God is a God that you can feel. He's not a God that you just read about or that you may hear about. He's a God that will speak. You know, we serve a God that's big enough to hold the world in His hand, but yet He can still speak to us in that still, small voice. He's God. He's an amazing God. He's a big God. But He's a God that speaks to us and we choose. We choose so many things, but if we know that there's going to be pain involved or suffering is the word is actually used, then sometimes we prefer not to do that. Romans chapter 5. I want to turn back here for just a second. Romans chapter 5. Let me read to you the first Five verses for just a second. Romans 5 and verse 1 tells us this. Therefore being justified by faith, what did Moses have? Faith in God. He said we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You can either have peace in the world or you can have peace with God. Moses said, I do not want peace with people in the world. He said, I want peace with God. Folks, that stands true right now in 2023. You are better having peace with God than you are having peace against this world. The world's telling you you can't do that or that's not how you do that or that's not why you should do that. Folks, today if God's telling you to do that, you should do that. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Sounds crazy. What do you mean that we glory in tribulation? We understand that that's part of it. We understand that, that, that God has a day that we're going to be absent of all of those things. But we glory, he says, in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh, uh, maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. 
So this morning, as we look here in the book of Romans, that, that, that we have choices in our life. And, and, and what kind of choices do we realize is that there may be suffering, but we also believe that, that man born or woman is but few days and full of sorrows. That folks, suffering in this life is only temporary. But you know what? I believe there's, that there's an eternal separation that's going to happen. There's people that's eternally going to suffer in hell, and I believe there's eternally going to be at peace with God. Two different extremes that's going to happen in eternity. But going back to Hebrews in the 11th chapter in that 25th verse, he said, I had rather, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. I don't know what your convictions are about the company that you keep. But I want to tell you something, and I'm not telling you this just because you're here. I had rather be around God's people than any other people in this world. You get it. You get it. If you've been saved and we become a peculiar people, you get the fact that, that, that something strange has happened, something uh, just phenomenal has happened and we found this peace with God. I had rather dwell with the people of God than peace and happiness that this world has. You see, I can come into this place with this people and you don't think that this guy's crazy or that, 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 that he's got these ideas. He understands that, folks, God and a relationship with God is real. And it's a choice. Nobody made me come to church this morning. I don't know if you know that you got to say, well, you had an obligation. I was never forced to come to church today. I could have told you I'm not coming or forget it. I'm not doing it. You know what? I chose to be here. And the reason is I draw from God's people. I had choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Do you believe it's important the people that we're around? I believe that Moses chose some, some, some pretty good company there. Proverbs chapter 13, I'm going to read you one verse. Proverbs in the 13th chapter, the 21st says this, He that walketh with my wise men shall be wise, but the companion of fools shall be destroyed. Today, choose who we're around or why that we're around or what's really important to us. For he said, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, but here's where the comma comes in, than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. If we're going to be pure, if we're not going to be corrupt, we have to make choices. Or might I go on and say, we have to make good choices. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, if I can find it, in verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. He didn't say it's all going to be. He said if you can find it, it's true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, 
And the God of peace shall be with you. Some people give it a title of karma, that if you think it, it's going to happen. I believe that Paul is saying, if there's something that's good out there, think about that. You can dwell on the negative, you can dwell on the harsh, we can dwell on the bad things, but may we ponder this morning and may we truly meditate on whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are loved, all the goodness that we can have in our life, let that be a reminder and realize we're overcoming all that we face in our life because we see what God is doing for us. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. You can look at life in multiple ways. You can. You may look at life as somebody that's suffering because they don't have materialistic and worldly things. They don't have worldly people and they don't have fame and they don't have prosperity. Be careful the vantage point by which we look at life. Folks, temporal things are temporary. Just exactly that. They're just for a season here. Moses said he, he pursued and he desired the people of God and the things of God more than anything else. What about you? What's the most important thing to you today? Maybe it's, preacher, I want to say, man, I've got somewhere to, uh, I want to go visit somebody or go into a, a place or I'm going to a restaurant or whatever. We have things that we want to do. But the truth is this morning, is there anything more important than that relationship with God. Maybe there is. And maybe there's, that there's things in our life. And instead of reading our Bible on a Tuesday night. We've, we've got something more important. And the list goes on and on. And I'm just grabbing straws. But we can see that, that there should be nothing absolutely more important to us. Than truly having the things and the people of God in our life. And a relationship with God. That is the most important thing. And Moses began to, and he, he lays it out very plain here in Hebrews. He said, going back to that 23rd verse, he said he was born of faith and he was, he was taken and he was hid by, by, by his parents. But in the 24th verse, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You might call that stubbornness. Refuse something so nice. I hope today that you've got a refusal in your life somewhere where you refused to be associated, or I would say associated, but to choose the riches of the world and the prestigious things of the world than the things of God. But choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. I'll close with this. I truly believe that Moses was giving us great instruction to remind us that sin is temporary or that the, the joys of sin are for just a temporary season. But a true relationship with God is eternal. I'm not here to tell anybody they're right or wrong, they're good or they're bad. I'm not here to say any of those things. But I want to jump on board with Moses and say, I had rather suffer with the people of God than I would enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. This is where I find my strength. This morning, what are you choosing to do? You've already chosen what vehicle to drive or what clothes you're going to wear, what shoes you're going to wear, or maybe you've already chosen what you're going to have for lunch today, or maybe you've already chosen what's going to happen this afternoon. And I understand our life is filled full of choices. Some choices have temporary consequences. Some of them have eternal. But the most important question we can ask ourselves today, 
what is important or do we have that relationship with Christ? God bless you this morning. That's what I felt like I needed to say to you.